We are off and we are running in the 2022 PGA tournament season. And man, that first tournament, I know it was an all-star game of sorts, but records just obliterated. Scores so low, they were hypothermic down there in Hawaii. How about this? John Rahm makes 32 birdies, makes an eagle, one bogey throughout the entire weekend, loses the golf tournament by a shot. How about this other statistic? This one's even better. Prior to the Tournament of Champions last weekend, only three players in PGA history had ever finished a tournament at 30 under par in history. And we are one week into 2022, and we have matched that statistic. Jones, Rom, and our winner, Cam Smith, all go at 32 under or better last weekend. I mean, we said it last week. It was going to be a tough tournament to handicap. But with those soft conditions, that was an assassin's row to start the 2022 season. My name is Edge. Follow me on Twitter at GolfGuyWV. Welcome into the program. Bones DK Golf joining us as always. How are you today, Bones? Uh, doing great, man. What a what an exciting weekend. That was almost exhausting, you know, just refreshing my my uh, my phone every every 30 seconds for lead changes there in the second round. But eventually, you know, Smith and Rom kind of took their leads there in Matt Jones. But man, that was that was wild. I, I said on my Twitter, it felt like felt like I was playing Tiger Woods 05. You know, with my buddies, you know, yeah. if you weren't 18 under, then you weren't going to win. <laughs> it was actually frustrating to watch because it was very difficult to make up ground after that first day. TW Man 66 joining us from what appears to be a parking lot in Tampa, Florida. How are you today, Wild Man? We're in, we're in St. Pete. We're feeling good. I got 27 in myself uh, on Monday out here in St. Pete. So uh, sorry to those up north who are unable to do so but how many birdies did you make in those 27 <laughs> zero yeah his zero. fantasy golf score would not have been very high i can guarantee that but the weather was nice at least that's for sure it's sub-zero oh, it here be. in the northeast so we did have some success last week we nailed cam smith right out of the gate plus 3200 uh we were high on burger we were high on thomas leishman who all finished in the top 10 last week bonus dk cam davis by the way wild man was our flyer of the week so like usual we were sniffing around the trophy but it was a tough first week. So what are we looking for as we get into the Sony this week at Wiley Country Club? Well, yeah, I mean, so the so there there is not much correlation between these two tournaments as far as the style of play. Uh, however, something we're definitely looking at that cannot be ignored is that those guys that played last week are going to have an advantage this week with the time zone and just with getting adapted to the Hawaii style of living. You know, you might have some family members out there on vacation and things like that. Um, so, yeah, we're looking at that. As a matter of fact, last year, 90% of the players at the Sony Open that played the week prior made the cut. So that's important, 27 out of 30. And that trend is not quite 90% over the last five years, but it's it's up there. So um, if you're in a position where you're going to be looking at, you know, a guy that played last week versus a guy that didn't play last week, there's your edge. And um, – and it's a ball strikers course. As you saw, guys, last week, Cameron Smith, we said it on the podcast, he's the best putter in the world. The second best putter is probably John Rahm, right? There they are, one and two. Those Bermuda greens can chew guys up. I mean, there's a lot of short putts missed. Um, so, again, it's going to be important to hit greens, good ball striking, and, and obviously run those putts in because the scores 
should be low again this week uh, if there's not much wind. Conditions are going to be important here again also. I mean, the only defense against these guys at this point on the PGA Tour is, is hard, fast greens. That's it. Because if you get a soft course, low wind, you're going to see sub-30s again and again, quite frankly, throughout 2022. It's just the way the PGA Tour is in 2022. This Sony Open is at Wiley Country Club. Kevin Na returns to defend his title. 24 of the 39 players that played in last week's Tournament of Champions back in the field this week, including the winner, Smith, who has won here before. He's the only top pl- uh, 10 player in the field, by the way. Only three top 20 guys in this field. So... um, one thing going against Smith this week, though, it's hard to repeat on this Hawaii swing. Only Els has done it back in 2003. Uh, Thomas did it back in 2017. It is a cut event, though, Bones DK. 144 guys, full field. Um, par 70, it's not that long. Wildman just said the fairways are kind of easy to hit. Actually, you can take a lot of risks on this course, cut a lot of corners. So big hitters usually win at this tournament. Uh, in fact, the, uh, the winner at this tournament is finished in the top five the last five years that it's been here in driving distance. So is that one of the statistics you're looking at this week, Bones DK? Yeah, you know, I'm not looking too much into driving distance. I'm more looking at ball striking and, and putting just like last week. I think they have a lot of similarities. So, you know, yeah, the guys that played last week have, have quite a bit advantage, but there doesn't mean you only play guys that played last week. There are a couple guys out there that, you know, you can get in your lineup that first time playing this year. Let's dive right into it then. Uh, the top tier, which we're going to say over $10,000, has six guys in it. We got Cam Smith, who won last week. Matsuyama, who's ranked 19th in the uh, in the world right now at 10600 Webb Simpson seems to be a favorite in some of the Twitter golf community this week. He's at 10500 Sung Sungjae M at 10003 And then Mark Leishman, who we're a big fan of on the Bones DK podcast at ten grand. Any of those top guys that you're going to build around this week, Bones DK? Yeah, I mean, all these guys have a case this week. Uh, can Cam Smith win back-to-back? He only has two wins in his career. It's here at the Sony Open in 2020 and then last week. So the chances of him going back-to-back, you know, that's pretty much the only argument against him. And, yes, I think he can go back-to-back, honestly, this week. 31 birdies and three eagles last week. And um, there's no signs of him slowing down. So, yeah, I do like Cam Smith a lot. Man, I kind of just wish I, you know, we, we were on Cam Davis last week, Leishman, Cam Smith, and we kind of overlooked Matt Jones with the with the Aussie build there. I just kind of overlooked him. So, uh, you know, I think you go back to the Aussies week, this week and, and you won't go wrong. Um, you know, you got Hideki there. Webb Simpson, let's go over to course history here, has some amazing history. Uh, a fourth, third, and fourth in his last three appearances here. So, uh, yeah, there's not much argument against him except he didn't play last week. I think he will get a lot of ownership. Um, but, you know, a guy I'm looking at, there's Sung J.M. I might go right back to Mark Leishman. I mean, this dude is pouring in birdies, uh, finished with 27 birdies last week, had a third and a fourth in this tournament, uh, and, a, and a 28th in 2020. But, again, this is a cut event, and um, there just seems to be something going on with Mark Leishman right now. It, I do get scared of Mark Leishman because I feel like every time somebody's on him, when he's chalky, that's when he lets everyone down. You kind of want to get him in a spot where he's only like four or five percent owned, but I think he's still going to be overlooked here, especially with this price at 10K. So um, I don't mind starting my lineups with Mark Leishman this week. Is 11,200 too much to pay for Cam, though? I mean, he's got to win if you're going to pay that kind of price for him, wild man. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think you know, Bones DK started to say it right. Like, you see a guy up here, you know, who's above Bryson major champion above a major champion above Webb Simpson 
major champion above Mark Leishman. And you're probably thinking like, okay, we're talking about a 10 time PGA tour winner to demand this price. It's not the case. I mean, he's only won twice uh, last week being his second win, like you said. So one win coming into that event, um, you really have to bring it. And uh, we'll probably, probably play the probability against him this week. Um, I mean, you can't argue his birdies and you can't argue the fact that he's won here before. I will say this though, when he won in 2020, uh, that was a bit of an anomaly at this particular course because the rain and the wind was so bad. Uh, I believe he won at 11 under par. Generally speaking, you're going to see something around 20, 22 under par winning here. He can do that, obviously, um, but you might not see that. The only thing against Webb Simpson, guys, is, is that correlation to having played last week. As you know, he's a multiple-time winner on the PGA Tour, along with a, uh, a major champ, a player's champ. So he tends to be in that week at Kapalua prior to this, and this week he was not. So that could be something to look out for, um, just given the fact that, you know, he might be flying out today to play in this thing. Probably not today, but maybe yesterday or Monday to play and adapting to that and kind of getting his bearings going. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, you know, Leishman, you can't argue those numbers either. I mean, uh, there seems to be something about Australians at the Sony Open. Um, and so maybe it is Mark Leishman's time if we can get him at a, you know, a, a significant savings from Cameron Smith as, as our top Aussie. The next tier, uh, Kevin Na kicks off, who is the defending champion. He's at 9,900. Answer at 9,700. Who is one of those three top 20 players in the uh, in the field? Harris English at 9,300. A lot of people like Corey Connors this week in the Twitter golf community, so his ownership may be up there. But he may have some value here at 9,600. And then Gooch, who we love on this podcast, at 91. So I don't know if this segment, Bones DK, uh, the 9,000 range, has the most value in it. But I think there are a couple value picks here. What do you think? It, it definitely doesn't have the most value. Um, I think we get value a little lower in price. But, you know, Abraham answer, he he really let me down last week. I, I played him in my big lineup. He was essentially the reason I didn't cash in the $200 single. I had Cam Smith in 100% of my lineups on DraftKings and just didn't get a big cash. Abraham answer, he still somehow had 20 birdies. But look at these eight bogeys and one double bogey. He missed, like, 10 putts under 10 feet. I mean, his irons are actually technically there. So I could see you going back to Abraham answer this week, especially because I'm known to be a week early on some guys. So this is a perfect moment to just hammer Abraham answer while I'm just, you know, disgusted over his week last week. I mean, he really let me down. I doubled down on him in the showdown. And again, he was the only reason why I didn't cash. So I'm not going back to Abraham answer this week. He is a good player, but not going to get there. Uh, the player I really like here, and again, this isn't that hot of a take, but it is Taylor Gooch, actually. He doesn't have great history here, but this guy really just showed me last week that he is the real deal. I mean, you look at these stats going back to September 16th, and, you know, he has 20 birdies eagle, 24 birdies, two eagles, and then he comes back and gets 19 birdies and two eagles and only three bogeys. So um, his history isn't amazing at this tournament, which scares me a little bit. And I do believe he might be high owned. But as you saw last week, the chalk is still hitting in golf. So um, I'm definitely uh, feeling leaning Taylor Gooch here in this one. If we had to pick a most valuable player to us in 2021, Wildman, it very well could have been Harris English at 9,300. Do you like him at all this week? 
I always like him. I mean, you know, he's he's elevated his game very much like Gooch, let's say, uh, into that sort of elite level based on the world golf ranking. I mean, English is the second highest player ranked in the field this week uh, at 14. So you just can't – you simply can't ignore that. Ryder Cup player, he's starting to, you know, get in that upper echelon. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, generally speaking at this course, I want to back – good putters and i consider him a good putter uh anytime you're on these types of greens you know you just want good putters answer is interesting and i'll tell you why i mean again he's 20th in the world you're going to get him at a bargain he was close enough to contend in that tournament he didn't bring the putter that's what you're going to get every week with abraham answer can he sink those putts or can't he and you're gonna have to put your own money on the line to uh bet on that um but my guy in this range is going to be kisner um, good course history here. Again, we're ta- I just talked about putters, right? Kevin Na, historically a very, very streaky putter, defending champ. Cameron Smith, you know how we feel about his putter, 2020 champ. Uh, Justin Thomas, historically streaky with the putter. Kuchar's been okay with the putter. These are guys that have won here. Um, and so I want to I wanna back guys that I think can get streaky with the putter. I think Kisner is one of the streakiest players on the PGA tour last week, he started out bogey bogey in the first four holes. Didn't make another bogey the rest of the week. I don't think 28 birdies uh, had himself right in contention there. And, and he much like, uh, let's say, um, well, let's just say Kisner, right? Kisner has specific fits to his game. Those low ball flight tree lined fairways where he can get it out there. Distance is not at a premium and he can get streaky and, and pour in those putts. Uh, this checks every box for me for Kisner. Good finish last week, uh, top 10, and obviously played last week. So that's something we're looking for. 8,900. I love Kisner this week. Yeah, Kisner kicks off the $8,000 tier at 8,900. Uh, then you've got Horschel at 87. You've got Kokrak at 86. Henley at 85. Jones, who had a great week last week at 84. McNeely, who we love on the Bones DK podcast. He's at 83. Van Ruyen, 82, Shamish Power, 81, and then Howell the third at eight. So a lot of guys in this $8,000 tier. A little bit of value here, too, Bones, I think. I mean, you got to worry about jo- 8400 is great for Jones, but he's going to be off the charts ownership this week with that price, don't you think? That's a good question, actually, how high his ownership would be. Um, but, yeah, I don't really – he had zero bogeys and only a double bogey last week. The thing about Matt Jones is, like, I was watching the tournament on Saturday and the announcer was like, oh, you know, Matt Jones uh, has been here since December 15th practicing this course. And I was like, oh, my God, wow. that's a stat I wish I would have known before I did all of this, you know, and I didn't know that. So right when I heard that, I actually played Matt Jones in both Saturday and Sunday showdowns because I was like, that's an amazing thing. And he showed up. So, yeah, that is interesting. So I don't see why what, what is the argument against matt jones it's, it's that he's matt jones right but can he do it back to back i think he can definitely score points 8400 seems expensive but this week you are paying up for these guys it's just not that strong of a field so all of a sudden cam davis is 8000 maverick manila 8300 but then you get like a guy like russell henley here um you know his price is is about right um i could see him showing up at one of these tournaments he, he's really a hit or miss player for us it seems like every time I play him, you know, he's plus one through four. And then the day I fade him, he's minus four through seven. 
So um, Russell Hanley, I think, is a pretty good play this week in this range. This isn't necessarily my favorite range. I will double down on Kevin Kisner. He's a, a core play this week. He will be in my lineups. I do love Kevin Kisner this week. Get him in your lineups. And then um, Maverick McNeely is the, the other guy I wanted to talk about. Um, a good corollary course is the RCB Heritage in, in South Carolina, and uh, he has a top 10 in that course, maybe even a fourth place. So he did not play last week, but look at these finishes, 38th, 25th, 11th, 19th. Uh, you know, good birdies, gets eagles. So I do like him. Uh, he's not like a core player or anything, but I can definitely back Maver Maverick uh, McNeely this week. Is uh, Cam Davis worth 8000 bucks, Wildman? He was our flyer of the week last week. I think he is. I think he is. I mean, we know what kind of talent he has, and we were hoping he brought that talent last weekend, and he did. So there's no reason to believe that that layoff didn't help him kind of reset the battery or recharge the batteries for him. And, you know, clearly he can, he can ball strike and can stick irons in there. You know, he missed a couple of short ones too. I think he had a five footer for Eagle on yep. Saturday, Did um, a couple other eight footers that he kicked. So, you know, yeah, at 8,000, I mean, look, I wouldn't bet Matt Jones over Cameron Davis. I, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, Matt, I'll tell you one thing, Matt Jones ain't shooting 32 under this week, you know? Um, so, yeah, I would look down for a little bit of savings here because this range is so tight. I think there's an argument for Co-Crack and Billy Horschel as well. Um, but I, I do like Henley. I think Henley's got, got uh, a lot of potential here, and he's been here before and he's produced here before. That, that means something to me. Um, but, yeah, Cam Davis, I think, uh, I think we're going to fire him up. Again. All right. Below 8,000 now. I mean, this $7,000 tier, there, there might be 20 guys in here, but some, some notables here. Um, we have, let's see, Kim at 77, a guy that we love on this podcast so much, Brendan Todd that we play every once in a while at 75, Kuchar at 75, who we just mentioned to go, Keegan Bradley at 74, Stu Sink all the way down at 72. And believe me, there are a bunch of guys sprinkled in between those names that I'm calling out there. So, Bones, I'm just going to let you have it kind of freestyle here. What do you see in the below $8,000 tier? Yeah, Stu Sink is definitely a play I was looking at. Um, you know, he, he's won the RBC three times, and he seemed to be doing pretty well last week. I'm pretty sure he had uh, 20 birdies. Let's look at Stu Sink here. Yeah, 20 birdies and an eagle. I mean, everyone had 20 birdies last week pretty much, so it's not – it's not that amazing, but I do like Stu Sink as a underdog. Uh, he's made the cut every time he's played here. And so, again, this is a cut event. These new guys uh, learning golf right now in the fantasy world, it's not going to be a 30 under and you guarantee four rounds every time. you got to make this cut. And last week, uh, some people got away with, with people like Harris English, um, you know, getting two extra rounds when they really didn't really necessarily deserve it. So I do like Stu Sink just because it's a cut event, and I think he can pour in birdies. Uh, my favorite play in this range, and he was a popular play last week, so I think people probably will be going back to him, uh, is Joel Damon, the bucket hat. You know, I, I just love the guy. Uh, you know, I always say if we win the million dollars, I'm going to invite him to my, our party, our celebration party, and, and, and party with the guy because he's just a cool dude. 24 birdies last week, no eagles, but there's only two par fives on this course, so I'm not really looking at par five scoring as much as I was last week. So I just need birdies. And um, to make the cut, uh, you can see he's made cuts six times in a row. Um, I don't know if he has great history here. 
I, I do have it up this time. Yeah, so he does a 12th, a 22nd, and a 73rd. So he has made the cut in the three appearances since 2017. So I'm big on on Joel Damon this week. I don't want to make you give your flyer the way uh, flyer of the week away yet, Wild Man. But do you see any value with anybody in particular below eight thousand bucks? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I agree with Damon. I think Damon's Damon's got a lot of a lot of guts and can pour in birdies. You know, I've heard Keith Mitchell. Um, there's a lot of people touting Keith Mitchell going into the 2022 season. I think he's got three top 25s and four appearances here. So clearly he's familiar with the course. Um, and, you know, if you can if you can get a guy like Keith Mitchell who, uh, you know, has a significant downside at a high ownership, I, I like that fade a lot. And, and you pivot right there to Damon, that's – that's pretty good. Another guy I'll, I'll say, and I don't have much data to back him up right this moment, but Bezidenhout, the South African at 7,800, you tend to see him at these prices that are down here with guys that, you know, are maybe like slightly below average golfers on PGA Tour metrics. But, man, he, he appears in the big moments, including majors, where you see him at the top of the leaderboard. He's a guy I would not be surprised – to see near the top i'm not predicting he's going to win by any means but certainly a guy that feels like his talent level uh and his skill set's a little bit higher than 7800 um and then lastly we can you know we can stick to that correlation of like sedgefield colonial uh rbc heritage harbor town you got denny mccarthy you got um brian Harmon, you've got keegan these are all guys that have had success at that course in this range that I think there's an argument for. Um, so, you know, I'll save my flyer. He's actually in this range. We're not going to go too low because I believe the ownership's going to be slow on this flyer. Bazudenhu, one of the great last names in the history of the PGA Tour. Does Appy Barnrat still play on tour, Wild Man or Bones DK? He does. He does. Yeah, well, perhaps, is he in the sprint? I'm not sure. Perhaps the greatest last name in the history of the PGA oh, yeah, Tour, Appy Barnrat. Last name. Uh, look for a plume of smoke <laughs> coming from the course because he rips heaters like John Daly. Uh, we love value on the podcast, Bones DK. Something new that we're doing this year. Your value pick or picks of the week. Who do you got for us? Um, so I, I, I'm going to stick with uh, Kevin Kisner, Joel Damon as my two value plays this week. Um, I just, I, I love jo D Damon's price and I think Kisner I think hopefully he's going to be overlooked. I think people are scared to play him. I, I love Kevin Kisner. Check out his Twitter. He's a funny guy. He seems to, he's like, he, he sent a tweet out like I'm back, you know, he's like, he's ready to go. So I want this guy. I think he's a great bet to top 10. He's done it twice. Uh, top five already two two T fours at this tournament. So I like Kevin Kisner a lot. And I just like Joel Damon. I think he's cool and collected out there. He does not let pressure get under him and uh, he can string up streaks and streets and birdies. Damon also with a uh, social media presence. Him and Max Homa always go back and forth on the Twitter. Wildman, your flyer of the week. Who you got? Gisner's a Georgia guy, by the way. Big, big Bulldog fan. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, he's, he's got been that. celebrating. He's been celebrating. You said he's a great guy. He's got that viral video where he's getting heckled, and he, you know, from like 180 out, he sticks it like two feet, turns to the crowd. He goes, this ain't no effing hobby. <laughs> You know, and they're all, you know, shuts them all up pretty good. But <laughs> piggybacking on that, we're going to, uh, 
pull our flyer of the week out at 7,300. It's a bit on the high end of a flyer, but I think his ownership is so low this week. And he's a guy that models his game much like Kevin Kisner with that low ball flight, with that streaky putting. Um, and a guy that played last week, a guy that's won at RBC, which is a corollary course, it's Brandon Grace, South African, 7,300. I think he's got a world of talent. He was played well enough last year to get into the Tournament of Champions. And here he is again, checking those boxes as a guy who's played, as a guy that can keep it low if the wind he kicks up, and a guy that's won multiple times on the tour. He's contended at majors. And like I said, he's won at RBC, which is our number one corollary course. So let's let's do Brandon Grace. Uh probably getting him like probably under seven percent this week, I would I would imagine. And also let's add a little more spice to the pot right there, Wild Man, because Grace is actually seventy one hundred this week, not seventy three hundred. Two hundred dollars yeah. savings there. Yeah, two hundred dollars in savings. Cash it, get the coupon in your in your Sunday uh, paper. Um, final thoughts on the Sony at Wildlife. If I don't, if I can recall this real quick, too, guys. Nintendo sixty four. You remember that that archaic video game system? I think the very first golf game Nintendo sixty four ever put out was a Wildlife Country Club golf game, and I think that's, we owned it in our family. That's a good call, actually. <laughs> Definitely accurate. That game came out like late nineties on N sixty four. Yeah. Seemed it at this point, since we were the only family to ever own it and the only family to ever hear of it, it seems like uh, probably a horrible <laughs> waste of time and effort for anybody that played it or or was involved in making it. But that was the first golf game on Nintendo 64 as far as we're concerned. So final thoughts this week, Bones. Sony Open, Wiley Country Club, East Honolulu, Hawaii. You know, I think we covered most of our guys that we wanted to talk about. Um, obviously, refer to the top plays picks that I'll get out. Um, the top plays are on fire so far, already consisting of the winner. And, you know, I was going to go back and check the top plays from last year and see how many winners were on the top plays. I should have done this, um, you know, and, and tout the top plays. But I, I think we had over 15 winners last year easily on the top plays. And we already started off the season with one a uh, bunch of top fives, top tens, top 15s on that. And uh, I'll get some $6,000 guys on there. I know I know people want to get some cheaper guys. I will say this. Last week, I said that you could take a little more risk and go stars and scrubs. Clearly, that was the case, as Matt Jones was only $6,000, the minimum price. Um, this week, you're going to want to get a little less risky with your plays and, and get some solid players in there, especially uh, since it's a cut event now. So, again, if you're new to the golf world, I got, I got some new guys on Twitter. Uh, just make sure you're getting guys that make the cut after two days, because uh, if you get a four or six this week, you're not going to be cashing. So I, I know but, this isn't necessarily your forte, wild man, but who's going to win this tournament this weekend? Kisner. I mean, we, we wow. keep, you know, not to belabor the point. He's the pick to win. I, I think uh, I feel very confident in him being in contention come Sunday. Uh, and, and, you know, I'd say this too, like, if you look at the past winners, I mean, Kazire won it, I think, like three or four years ago. Other than that, you know, you got you got Kucher, you got um, Thomas, you got Jimmy Walker, you got Cameron Smith. You know, these are guys that are upper echelon players at the time of that victory. So I would look for guys that, you know, I, I don't think you're going to get, you know, Corn Ferry Rook out here winning. Great, great storyline with Kisner this weekend also in Hawaii. 
Georgia Bulldogs win their first championship in the last 41 years. He's been, he does like to tip a few back too. He said as much on the foreplay podcast with Barstool. He's probably been partying all this week. That is something I would consider if you're thinking Kisner, because that's going to go one of two ways. He's either going to be flying on cloud nine, maybe run away with this golf tournament, just like Georgia did in the last minute of the fourth quarter, or else he might fold up like a lawn chair and go sip a Mai Tai on the beach a little early <laughs> and, pretty good uh, point. and start thinking about that Georgia Bulldog hangover. You know, we'll find out this weekend. There's a lot certainly. of Bulldogs. Harris English? There were. Is it, is there bulldog? Were. Uh, Kazire might, might be one, too. Yeah, because Henley? I think Russell Henley is a Bulldog. Yeah, Swafford. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot first of Bulldogs win, in this tournament. First win in 41 years for the Georgia Bulldogs. Kirby Smart, 66-15 and 15 overall at Georgia in the six years he's been there. You got, I don't know for sure. I'm not a huge SEC fan, but five or six of those losses have to be against Alabama also. So he's basically undefeated against everybody else in the country. Finally got over the hump. You know, I'm not a huge Georgia fan either. I think the, the barking and all that's a little much, but good for those guys. First championship in 41 years. Will it work for Kisner? We're going to find out this weekend at the Sony Open Wailai Country Club, East Honolulu, Hawaii. For Bones DK Golf and TW Man, my name is Edge. Thanks for listening. Good luck this week at the Sony Open. Thank you, Edge. This is a Bones Brothers Media production.